This is Ahmed Johnson. You listen live and in color with Wolfie D. Hey, this is Jimmy Street, host of the Live and in Color with Wolfie D podcast. Hear the life and times of professional wrestler Wolfie D. From his time in the territories with PG-13 to his time in WWE, ECW, WCW, TNA, and more. Nothing is off limits and nothing will be held back. Thanks again for tuning in. Here he is, Wolfie D. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again, live and in color with Wolfie D and my man Jimmy across the street. And today, man, what a show, Jimmy. Uh, when I called you with this one, uh, kind of think I surprised you a little bit with this one. Dude, you absolutely did. I actually did not. I was like, no way. It's not going to happen. There's no way. And you were like, I think it might. <laughs> and I'm like, how sure? And you're like, eh, you know, I think it might. And I'm like, okay, I, I trust you. And then like a couple hours later, hey, we got Ahmed this day and it's all good. We got yeah. this day at this time and it was good, man. It would so. be cool, man, because legitimately I have not talked to him since, you know, WrestleMania 13, probably. I haven't seen him. I haven't talked to him. And uh, we just kind of quickly touched base on Facebook. And then I had to go through a couple other avenues due to, you know, some uh, contract uh, obligations he has and stuff like that. So sure, went those avenues and, you know, cut a hole in a couple of fences and yeah. <laughs> snuck on in. <laughs> snuck on in. Okay. So wh- when was the last time you saw Ahmed? Was it uh, when I'm, he was throwing you over or when he, you were on his shoulders? Or? Probably on his shoulders. <laughs> probably so. Yeah. Man, that was awesome, right? I mean, you know that was a rough fall, though, because he didn't really. Oh, yeah. yeah. I can't wait to hear you talk to him about that, man. <laughs> oh, I'm going to give him hell about it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's going to be fun part i can't wait to get into this man you know yeah i know man and the fun part about it is is you know we've had some great shows here recently man we've really had some good stuff last week of course just to go back in the past just a minute we had the dirty white boy tony anthony and we are getting consistent messages from all of our social media platforms and that is at live wolfie d twitter facebook instagram on all of them people are saying that is my new favorite episode you know so some people are saying they love the james episodes the most some people say tony falk some people say steve kern some people say you know top tens whatever Mm -hmm. but so many people are saying the dirty white boy is their new favorite and so yeah maybe we can top it with ahmed though because dude you know you know yeah yeah i can't wait man matter of fact man let's get let's get on with the show let's get it all right we'll be right back after these messages. Hey folks, to get your official Live It In Color with Wolfie D merchandise, go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Live Wolfie D. Check it out. If you're listening to Live It In Color with Wolfie D on Apple Podcast and like what you're hearing, go ahead and leave a five-star rating. And while you're at it, write a review. Tell us what you liked. Tell us what you'd like to hear in the future. It's very important to us and always appreciated. Thanks again. All right, folks, we're back, and I'm super, super excited to have my next guest coming on with us, man. This is the dude, I don't know if he knows that he's responsible for this, but the one time, Jimmy, that I made the cover of the WWF magazine is all because of our next <laughs> guest, because there's a big old picture of him on there. And then a little bitty square is me and Jamie doing the doing the uh, nation symbol. 
yeah. the fist in the air thing. So he's responsible for this. So I guess I should thank him. Ahmed Johnson, man, what's going on? Hey, nothing much, brother. Man, it, much this, an, it's an honor and a privilege to have you on, man. And great to hear your voice, man. Been like, uh, man I'm glad to be on. It's a go. WrestleMania 13, 1997 is honestly the last time I've seen or spoken to you. Right. It's been quite a while, man. And uh, I got some memories for them, Matt, and we'll talk about it and talk about a whole bunch of other stuff. But what's going on with you these days, man? Um, Not much, man. Just sitting here chilling. Yeah. Um, I I used to work for, yeah, I used to work for an oil company called Dress for Ram. That was, you know, made a real good living doing that. So yeah, I'm able to sit awesome. back down and chill out my old age, man. Good, yeah, yeah, yeah me too. I ain't, I ain't, uh, I ain't been in the ring in a while. I got too many physical issues going on to be doing yeah, all exactly. that. Exactly. No, I ain't gonna make the ring. <laughs> Maybe keep, keep asking me when I'm coming back. When you gonna make an appearance? That ain't happening, Jack. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, don't I mind sitting 60, there signing man. autographs? <laughs> yes, I saw that uh-huh. you were sixty. I will be. I said I saw that you were sixty. Uh, yeah, yeah, and I'll, I'll be. I'll be 50 this year, man. Believe that. Hey, the oh, little yeah. rappers that annoy the shit out of you are about to be 50. Jamie's over 50 now because he's a couple years older than me. But, but you know, uh, I always thought, man, I, I always wondered and I always thought they should have brought you guys as PG-13 and you'd have your own tag team. Amen. Separate well, from the nation because you guys were that good, man, as tag team. Man, I, I, I appreciate you saying that. And I think that was the plan, but uh, as you as you probably remember, man, we we didn't do ourselves any favors on the outside, um, <laughs> not, not taking it serious. Like seriously, man, like we man, we were just having fun. We you know yeah. wrestling was just second nature to both of us, and we didn't get in the ring before the shows and work out and you know stuff like that, man, because it was right. riding a bike for us man and i think people took that the wrong way it wasn't because we thought we were better i just knew i had a bump card and i wasn't trying to go out there and use it before the show (laughs) (laughs) but i think that was the plan and i appreciate you saying that yeah they they should have man you guys would have been a hell of a tag team in wf well they just they replaced this with too cool i guess Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a PG thirteen gimmick there, man. Yeah. So let's let's talk about man, and and I know you've talked about this a hundred times, and I was just I was there, so I saw it all the the back and forth with you and Ron, and why why couldn't you two get along? What was the deal? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you know, Wolfie. I think we were too much alike, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, say two people that are alike don't you don't get along. I think right. we were too, too much alike. Two, two big, strong alpha males. <laughs> yeah, and two two brutal people in the ring. Brute was brutal too in the ring. You talk about my shooting. Brute was a shooter too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, I, and, and you took that bump from Brute. That bump didn't feel good at all, man. I took it once, <laughs> and that didn't feel Which good. Which one? Which one? That one where he put you over his shoulder and his finish move. Oh, the dominator. Yeah, yeah. Down yeah. The yeah. 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 The dominator wasn't no joke, man. Oh, I don't yeah, know. and then think, man, uh, just the strength of him, man, picking you up and doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and I'm exactly. sure you ain't been picked up and, and handled like that too many times, I would imagine. No, uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't get it one time. That was it for me. <laughs> <laughs> no more of that. Yeah, but it you were one no. of the guys that could say no, actually, too. You know, you'd be like, no more. Yeah. 
No more Ron. <laughs> a lot of guys yeah. couldn't do that, you know. So Mark yeah. Moore, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> but in, in my mind, it was just, and I know it was probably frustrating for both of you guys, but in, to me, like at the time, it was kind of comical, you know, to, to just, I knew that every day almost that we show up and, and y'all were doing something together, there would be some kind of back and forth. Of, we're not yeah, doing that this, was every not day, doing wasn't it? Doing this, doing that. <laughs> Every day we, we were doing something together. Yeah. <laughs> Funny but stuff, you notice, man. Did, did you notice how when I left, how the nation just fell apart? Oh, yeah. 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 Did you ever think about that? When I left, the nation just fell apart. Uh, That's the on nation, nation. And yeah. who can know? I mean, I was carrying the nation, man. Not yeah. caring as far as, you know, Southern Rossi goes, but caring as far as the gimmick goes. Mm hmm. And that was and way you, you joined way after that. we left. Yeah, after we left, yeah. you was it was after that. Yeah, and then Rocky. Yeah, then they and all jumped that. me. That didn't make sense. They jumped me and put me in the group, and then Vince. See how that happened. Vince called us to the office, the whole nation, and um, he's like, "Guys, you know, I want to see something." He said, first of all, let me tell you, so I'm at your alpha nation, and I'm like, "I'm alpha nation. You just put me in the nation a few weeks ago." He said, "Well, I need your alpha nation." Let me tell you why. Let me show you this video. And he had a videotape of us coming down the ramp. And it was me, um, Kama, Mark Henry, Farouk, and D'Lo. And we're coming down the ramp. Right. And he said, who am I going to get to believe that y'all can be beat? <laughs> and then it made sense to me. Mm -hmm. So that was, that was too many powerhouses in one group, man. Yeah, it was kind of lopsided for sure. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Well, man, hey, listen, so I've, I've said this on record and, and we've got to laugh about it now is uh, people ask me, you know, about being in the nation and then what it was, you know, Ahmed Johnson, blah, blah, blah. So I tell them, I said, he almost killed me twice. And it's all in a, in a front. I don't mean he literally <laughs> killed me, but I say he almost killed me twice. I'm going to tell you, you might remember. So uh, Roll Rumble, 1997, you, I think you worked for in a singles. And I think y'all went about 10 minutes or something like that. Then at the end of it, the finish was like a DQ or some shit. And at the end, everybody's on the floor except for me. And I wind up in the ring with you and something like you got I my remember. clothesline. And then you pick me up for the press <laughs> yep. slam. And you're going to go yeah. throw me over the top. And I, I tell I everybody, I said, he had, I said, I didn't weigh 220 at the time. I said, he had to be blowed up because he never got me fully extended. And when he threw me, my feet caught the top rope and I tumbled and thank God D'Lo and them were there to catch me or he'd have killed me. So, <laughs> Brother, I was, you're right. I was blowed up. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, I got to get Wolfie up in the air and get him over the top rope. But I was trying my best, Wolfie. I really did, man. And that's the thing. I've seen you I've seen you pick up Triple H and repetition him over your head like three times. Exactly. And then you go to pick my little ass up and, and, and you're just tired. You're like, fucking. <laughs> I was blown, brother. I can tell you right now. Well, be honest, I was it's blown. funny because it, did, it didn't hurt and I didn't get injured or anything. But it's funny when people ask me that. I always tell them that story. I say, it's some bitch about kill me twice. Here's here's number two. And it was my <laughs> WrestleMania moment. Okay. Remember when y'all did the double doomsday device on us? Ooh. Oh yeah. When Green Road Warriors did it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I was on. So, so here's, here's the deal. Okay. Jamie gets the, gets the, the long stick. I get the short stick because now he gets on animal shoulders. He's also set up on the side that Hawk usually does it from on his right arm. Now, Animal 
has give you know he's the one that's thrown people off his shoulders for 15 years before that i get on right. your shoulders you probably never did the move before no <laughs> never and then and then hawk's coming at me with his left arm so i got you and hawk's left arm <laughs> so, <laughs> then, so when when the bump comes and you don't you don't know to push me so i'm trying to flip myself and i'm getting hawk's weak arm so i kind of i didn't rotate all the way over i kind of landed on my shoulder and my head but it didn't at the time it didn't hurt i didn't get injured but that was the second time i tell everybody ahmed johnson about killed me <laughs> <laughs> yeah bro i didn't i, I didn't even know I didn't know that move at all. I should say, well, yeah. I was supposed to push you or what the deal was. I just said, you do it on your own. Yeah. I said, shit, no, they I, take I, bumps I didn't, do, real good. I didn't do too good on my own. <laughs> yeah, I said, well, if you take bumps good, but I'm just going to let him bump himself. <laughs> well, I appreciate the confidence. <laughs> <laughs> man, so tell me, man, uh, I, the Road Warriors were my fucking heroes, man. I don't remember. Yes. Did you get along with them? Um, me and Hawk got along real good. Yeah. Uh-huh. No animals. It's hard not to get along with Hawk. <laughs> he was so cool. Yeah. I mean, he's what, Ohio, what was the uh, issue there, do you think? Premium animal? Yeah. I think he didn't like it because um, people didn't know, nobody knows this, but me and Hawk was doing little independent shows outside uh -huh. of WWF, uh -huh. and he wanted me to do them with him, not animal. Uh -huh. So I was the one that he it was me and Hawk. Yeah. yeah. It was me and Hawk, not me and Animal. Wow. And uh, yeah, yeah. he didn't like that too much. Uh, that makes sense, though, because they had had that little tiff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And then you were moving in on his girl, man. It wasn't cool. Who <laughs> <laughs> taking, taking his partner. <laughs> now, you know, obviously they end up teaming up with Draws, but I know you were on a different trajectory in the company than Draws was. And honestly, right. I feel like you are one of the top five guys to have never won the big title that should have like you roddy piper and several other guys are kind of those guys that were like why did he not have the belt but we'll get to that in a minute i'm curious was there ever talk of maybe forming that trio with you and the road warriors as like an official thing like they did with draws or was this just a storyline needed deal that that put y'all together i think it was a storyline deal that put us together Okay. Okay. Vance wanted to see us all together. You know, all of us were kind of built alike, and right. once he was all together, so yeah, I think it's a storyline. Okay, gotcha. It may have been the other way around too. Maybe that's what was pissing uh, Animal. I mean, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you look like a road warrior. You know what I mean? So yes. <laughs> I mean, you kind of had the colors they wore, and I mean, it was just kind of mm -hmm. you were you were jacked up like they were too. So I mean, it kind of made mm -hmm. sense. But I, I just know where they added draws later on, and you know, of course, rest in peace draws. But with that going on, I just didn't know if maybe they'd ever talked about actually making you an official member of the team. No. So, uh. -uh. Okay. Okay. Cool. Well, like, while we're talking about it, and I brought that up a little bit ago, but I do want to talk about this now. You are kind of one of those guys that I think a lot of folks consider that like what if kind of guy of like you are maybe like one of the one of top five, maybe uncrowned heavyweight championships. Right. What do you think? Was there talk? I know there was probably talks because I know Vince probably tells everybody that. But when it comes mm -hmm. down to it, how close did you get in your in your mind? Well, before that even happened, um, I heard that Shawn Michaels went to one of his little cold-throated meeting events, and he told him that 
the white society wasn't ready for a black champion. <laughs> so you're so over, though. <laughs> yeah, that was one excuse because I was about to pin him. Yeah, and he didn't want that to happen. Oh my gosh! So I, I think that's the biggest Ron thing that, that held me back. Yeah, Ron, Ron did it. Ron, Ron did, did it years before in the south. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how they couldn't be. Well, you know what happened was once they gave me the belt and they seemed that I could carry any continental belt and, you know, carry it well and not, you know, get in trouble and and do the right thing, I think that changed Vince's mind about having black champions. Okay. I think he welcomed more black champions after that. Yeah. But, you know, if it wasn't for me carrying it the way I carried it, you know, with such pride and respect, I don't think that he would crown no black man champion for a while. So it may have just been Sean using that, pulling the race card, but not really meaning it, essentially. Just using any means necessary to exactly. not, have, not have you have the title. It's nothing. Exactly. It's not really a black and white thing. It was just a way for Sean to get to Vince and say, hey, look, I don't, this is one reason, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which that's annoying, man. I mean, so the political game of wrestling, do you feel like that you learned how to play that game because you just did not seem like you were the kind of guy that was into that i i, I just no. i mean i don't know you and i've just met you but i just never took you for the guy to be able to to get into the political part of it no you, you're completely right man I, I didn't and that's what kind of separated me from the rest of the boys was yeah. you know when they go out and do their drinking and do the little drugs whatever i would stay in my room that it would invite me but i wouldn't go right and i think that took me as you know high fighting them off or something yeah. you know or thinking sure. i'm better than them no it's just the they i wasn't into things they were into right and they took that as you know something else yeah of course that you may be hey you let were... me jump in real quick because that brought, i had something in mind and that brings me to this so and and i don't re- i don't remember anything but um during that time okay so a number of people kind of took you the wrong way and whatnot. Maybe a little, you know, heat from the boys in the locker room. Did anybody mm-hmm. like that was during Owen and, and Davy boy times too. Did anybody try to pull big ribs on you or anything? Oh, Owen and Davey did. <laughs> Owen and Davey okay, ribbed me good. all yes, the time, man. <laughs> Owen, they ribbed me all the time. They, uh, one time I, I messed around and told Owen, I don't know why I told Owen, that my uh, in-laws were in town, you know, at the match. And I never met them, and they had them up in the box seat. So I get ready, you know, after my match, I get dressed and everything, and I'm smelling like dog shit. Oh, man. And I'm like, what is this smell? Oh. And it's all over my clothes. And I have no choice but to go meet them. They had a stink bomb that they burst in my bag. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) You got them on my clothes. (laughs) I was going to meet the in laws, you know. Oh. And, uh, so I went to meet them smelling like pure dog doo-doo, man. I, mean, I, I think what they were thinking, man. Oh, God. Can you and, imagine? Then one time when I was uh, just got there, this is like maybe my third match. I'm wrestling, you know, I'm, I'm already nervous shit. And I'm wrestling and all of a sudden uh, my music comes on mm-hmm. halfway during the match. I'm like, it's not five feet home, you know. Well, maybe they're telling me to take it home. So I went on the end of the match real quick. And then I got to the back of Mikey Tonda was having a fit. He's like, who cut that fucking music on? Who cut that music on? I want to know who cut that music on. And Owen looked at David and said, did it. Owen, David looked at Owen and said, no, Owen, you did it. And so they, they, I think Owen did it, I believe, but they never got to the bottom of that. But Mikey Tonda was here. 
<laughs> it's amazing, man. They could get away with so much shit like that. Anybody else would probably yeah. be fired for doing that, regardless of which one of them it was. Right. That's but you know what Brett told me? Brett told me, man, he said, uh, oh, man, don't, you know, don't get mad on ripping you. He said, because they only rip you that they like. They yeah. don't like you, they won't rip you. Right. So I'm right. like, that's cool, man. I mean, I ain't got no problem with it. I'll, I'll get them back. And then they get the one at WrestleMania, they pulled another moment. Oh, man. <laughs> at WrestleMania, they yeah. called me, and here I am talking, think I'm talking to Jay Leno, assistant, <laughs> and they <laughs> they tell me that you know they want me on Jay Leno's show, and they'll be in a limousine to pick me up at let's say eight o'clock. Yeah. So man, I went out to Wolfie and I brought a nice expensive suit, man. I brought some new shoes, a nice watch. <laughs> And then uh, I'm standing outside all dressed to the tills, man, dressed to tills. <laughs> and then on the day he comes out, and they said, where are you going? I'm at, looking like that. I said, oh, I got to do a thing with Jay Leno's show. And the owner said, that's bullshit, man. We never got caught from Jay Leno. We've been here for 14 years or whatever. I said, well, that's just the way it's about oh, sometimes, you know? And then they start. But then all of a sudden, Dave Boy can't hold the end, so he busts out laughing. <laughs> and then Owen busts out laughing. And I'm like, what are y'all laughing at? And then Brett comes out and he's falling in the bushes almost laughing. I'm like, what's so funny? Why don't y'all laugh? And then it, it dawned on me. There is no Jay Leno show. Yeah, there is no Jay Leno I'm like, you son of a bitch. I'm going to get y'all was, back. Who was on the phone? Who, who was on the phone? Owen? Who was doing Jay Leno? Owen? Was it Owen? <laughs> Owen? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, Owen I can't Hart, see no. that baby boy being able to pull off a Jay Leno. No. <laughs> yeah, I guess Owen probably could. <laughs> and that man, is I'm hilarious. I'm, I think I'm going to go to Jay Leno's show. I'm all dressed up and please. I was going nowhere. Oh, man. And it's they so just fun, bust man. out laughing, man. I'm like, man, y'all know what money I spent? Getting ready for the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's classic, man. Did you ever? Did you ever get him back for any of that? No, man. I never got him back. I never yeah. got him back. Yeah, I'd say they, they were. Oh, they were back. always on. Yeah, they were always on guard. With they their stuff. You know what I'm saying? They they, they yeah. guard their stuff like hawk. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. When you do that much shit, you got to be on guard. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Twenty four seven. Hard to get them. I don't know if you recall, but the, you remember the time that Jamie showed up and he was like passed out in the dressing room and all that stuff. And our daggum music was playing and, you know, we had to wrap the thing or whatever. And Monday Night Raw and I can't find Jamie. He was passed out, but he wasn't in the place where I'd left him. <laughs> I, find, I find him. He's got shaving cream and he's got his gimmick on now. He's got shaving cream all over it, and the music's playing. I had to throw him in the shower real quick, wipe him off, and pretty much wrap myself <laughs> that night. But, yeah, they were the culprit to that one, too. Uh, yeah, and Jamie's a little out there, man. But, man, yeah, back to back to you and Ron, too, and just talk about the physicality. Because I can – I mean, I was there at ringside, you know, most every night that, that y'all did shit like that. And, man, y'all, y'all did, man. I mean, two big guys just laying it in that didn't really care for each other. I mean, people don't understand, man. You know, oh, wrestling, fake them guys like each other. No, not all the time. It doesn't work that way. No. Um, <laughs> but y'all were like – y'all were like exchanging injuries and shit, not just stiff shots. Exactly. Y'all were exchanging injuries. <laughs> Exactly. Like he, when he, or he, when he first started, when his debut, when he came out and kicked me in my kidney. Yeah, oh, that's yeah. what started the whole thing. And that puts and you out a minute, you, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And you think you think 100 percent and we weren't there yet. I wouldn't. No, you think 100% that he did that on purpose? You think it was just a stiff oh, kick to get in the wrong place? No, brother. He said on his on a podcast that he was honest, uh, like you credit for. He said that he was jealous. He said, I was uh, jealous on Mel when I first got there. And uh, he laid that kick in there, man. I mean, he laid it in there 100% for real. And he, he knew what he was doing. His foot touched your spine. <laughs> oh, my God. You ain't lying, man. It just jarred me. Yeah. But uh, then. When we start getting ring, that's when WrestleMania is when I slammed him through the table and broke his ribs, and his rib yeah. punctured his lung a little bit. Man, is that when he, is that when he had the sling on his arm, or did, that was a different yeah. injury? Wasn't it? Or, yeah, or, different. When y'all pulled him, when y'all pulled him off the top rope by the chain or something like that, and fucked his shoulder up, didn't he? One of y'all? Yeah, I don't know if it was me or Hulk. Yeah, I don't that pulled him off the top rope. I don't remember. Yeah, but he hit that floor but hard, yeah, that's man. He tore his hard. He bounced. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. I was standing on it, and I remember bouncing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, as, <laughs> as, as we go along, he, you know, we start doing it, you know, we were still kind of shooting on each other, but with a little more respect. You know, it was cheap that you can right. take, but, but yeah. you know, I've been there. Yeah. You know, not something that'll try to kill you or hurt you, but just stuff. No, I've been there. Who's yeah. the Who's the snuggest? I don't mean the most reckless. I mean just the the hardest hitter that you've been in there with. Vader. Oh okay. God. Yeah. Big yeah. Vader. Yeah. I Did never you get along with him? The, the, the fight. <laughs> yeah, I got along pretty good with Vader, man. Yeah. Okay. I got along pretty good with him. I've been no. with Tom. Jamie came running out of the dressing room because you know how everybody used to take naps on the floor and stuff during the right. during the, oh, you know, the, dull, the down times. Well, he fell asleep next to Vader and he, Jamie came running out of the dressing room to me <laughs> and Road Dog and a few others. I can't remember who I was standing there. He's like, Vader was hugging me. He's hugging me. He's hugging me. So Jamie's story was, I don't know how much truth there is to this because I wasn't there. I didn't see it. All I did was hear Jamie. He claims that he was asleep, and Vader in his sleep was dreaming, and rolled over and put his arm on <laughs> Jamie and like kind of started like kind of like cuddling him or some shit, like mumbling oh, some kind of <laughs> mumbling something at him, and uh, yeah, some whispering sweet nothings in his ear. I don't know, but anyway, oh, <laughs> can you see that? <laughs> no, I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do that first time I heard about that. Oh, oh yeah, he came. Jamie came out like just like he had been raped. <laughs> oh lord, <laughs> it was funny. Big Vader rolling well, top of little Jamie. Yeah, <laughs> like a pit bull. I'll give you anything for a picture of that. <laughs> yeah, mm. yeah, he was just telling with his little dog at home. He thought. <laughs> anyway, go ahead, Jimmy. So okay, during this time, there was one character or one guy in the ring that was kind of very controversial, and and Razor Ramon even said, "I'm not working him." But then you had guys like you, and you had guys like Savio Vega, proud Puerto Rican man, who actually did work him. Talk about working Goldust, and especially that early on in the gimmick where he was super, super pushing the line there. Ah, uh, he was. You were great with me in the ring, man. I mean, we yeah. didn't have any static back and forth that I know of. Yeah. But then again, I didn't start hearing all this bad stuff about me until I left. But gotcha. while I was there, nobody complained to me. Yeah. But yeah. Goldust, you know, was, was a good worker, man. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't appreciate you, that kiss he gave me. 
Oh, yeah, I bet, man. I, I was about <laughs> to ask you about that. <laughs> yeah, what happened was it was live TV. Yeah. Okay. So we rehearsed this backstage, and what he was supposed to do is put his hand over my mouth and yeah. kind of blow in his hand where you really can't tell. Right. And yeah. he decided, okay, I'm going to do a ha-ha while I'm laying down, so I'm going to do it for real. Oh man! <laughs> so he did it for old man. I got up. I was like, "Son of a bitch!" You know, I couldn't get up and, on live TV until you laugh. Right. Yeah. So that was the what worked out. You know, the beginning part worked out. Yeah. And man, I went down there, picked poor Bob Holly up one hand, and <laughs> then just went to that idiot that's standing by the door when I was coming through. So oh, I went through the door. Gosh. Yeah. You remember? Oh, that? I see. I seen that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You threw the guy through the door. Yeah. So. Was that? Yeah, was some that not Al Snow? It looked like Al Snow. No, I went out with some jobber. Okay. Oh. He decided to stand. Vince act with anybody standing in front of the door, and he was like, "I will. I'm not scared." <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I, mean, I don't want you to be scared. I just want you to you just stand there, and when I come through this door, <laughs> and that's when he tried to stand there. That's why I took him to the door locked. And I hit him so hard, we unlocked oh the door and opened oh it up. God. What? Got, oh, if, shit. I figured if it was that door, No, if that door was a gimmick, he'd have went through the door. Yeah. But yeah. no, that, that door was locked, man. I hit him so hard, it tore the, the, the base where the lock is out. It yeah. tore that out, and that's when he went flying through there. <laughs> Damn. Incredible Hulk. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, you say that, Wolfie. That reminds me. I want to ask this because you know, there's like, you know, like I think it's Chili McFrost and a bunch of other the Ringmaster and stuff. Stone Cold had a bunch of different ideas and gimmick ideas. Right. Did they have any other gimmick ideas for you, or were you just going to always be Ahmed? Or, or I would love to hear if they had some crazy ideas for when you came in. Well, you know, when I first came in, um, I don't know who thought of it. Somebody thought about calling me Buck something. Buck. But, you know, Buck, Buck. was a, a derogative <laughs> slave name. Yeah, that that's not good. slave name that they used. So that's not good. That out the window. Yeah. <laughs> and then they came with Ahmed Johnson. Okay. And the thing about it is when I first went out, they didn't tell me if I was a baby face or a heel. Vince said, we're just going to see how the crowd reacts to you. Okay. Without giving me a yeah. any direction and where to go. So that's how I made Johnson got in Ben and I was like, Well, I'm a wrestler like a heel. Yeah. <laughs> Get the claw yeah, yeah. for the baby face, you know. Yeah. It's kind of the best hey, of both worlds. When you yeah. said that, that mm-hmm. slave thing, that reminded me of I, now I just I think I saw this or read it or something that they wanted to do an angle where they, they hung you by the neck or some shit like that. Oh, that you didn't want to do that it, was right? That's the reason why I walked out. Right. That was one of okay. the reasons why I walked out. Here's here's the question I got, okay? Because the the lines get blurred between, you know, us being a character in the ring as opposed to that's the real person in the ring and what's right. fiction, what's okay. So let's just say, hypothetically, that you're on, you're, you're, you get cast for a movie and there's a scene in the movie that's the same exact thing that they were asking you to do there. On, in a movie, would you do that or just not in wrestling because of the line blur? I think, I don't think I would have done in a movie either. Okay. Really? Not not the hanging part, yeah. 
that to me that's because you think about all the stuff that we you think about all the stuff that we see in movies i mean killings rapes i mean just anything right it's a movie and people don't really you know i know now people are more sensitive to shit but uh overall there's a lot that movies get away with that we can't get away with in wrestling because of that blurred line of what's fiction, what's the real person, what's not. This was someone's idea. Right. How dare them? You know, it's just a whole different thing with wrestling. And I find that uh, very intriguing. I really do. Yeah, I don't, I don't think I would have done it with you, even if it would have been, you know, in a movie. Yeah, okay. That's okay. something I'm about done. I've done some movies. You know, mm-hmm. the worst thing I ever did in movies, I played Suge Knight. Suge Knight, exactly. Yeah, yeah talk you, about you that. You see that? Yes. Too legit. yes, I have. Yeah. Man. Well, I got to meet with Suge Knight, man, and we talked for a while. And once again, here's a bad dude that's talking to me like he's a good dude, you know, telling me all the <laughs> things he's done and all the things that he is. Man, I know who you are and he's all that math. <laughs> you know, don't, don't try to sit here and, and bulljive me and thinking you're a good guy. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I you to play with him, man. Yeah. Yeah. And so yeah. I, I went on and, and played it, and he gave me a, a death row chain. It was just all gold. Wow. And I lost it. Oh. I lost it, man. I can't tell you where I lost it at. Man. Wow. What? But yeah, it was, it was, that was a cool flick, man. Yeah, it was. It was. And it like clicked back in my mind when I was doing research on you. I was like, oh, yeah, he did do that. Man, that clicked. And so I went mm-hmm. and looked up some clips and you did a good job. And then, hey, for the, yeah, for, the listeners, for the listeners and for me as well, because I have not seen it. What what movie are we talking about? It's called it's Too the, Legit. Yeah, it's the MC Hammer okay. movie. It's it's basically okay. the yeah, story about Hammer Hammer's movie. life. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to have to check that out. I didn't know that. It's a new one on yeah, Jimmy always does the best research. <laughs> Jimmy Hart. I mean, Jimmy, no, I said I said Jimmy Hart. Uh, Shug <laughs> Knight was um, <laughs> MC Hammer's bodyguard. Yeah, for yeah, a while. Okay. Yeah, very early on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I might look that up. Yeah, I, mean, I think there needs to be a sequel with just the Shug Knight part played by you on that. <laughs> I always thought that man. Yeah, I always thought they should do a sequel. Yeah. People are more interested in Suge than they were with Hammer. You know what I'm no, saying? No I disrespect love Hammer. to Hammer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love Hammer, but, you know, pumps people in the are more interested in yeah. Suge. Right. Because there's that's a gangster flick right there, man. That's like that's like Goodfellas, you know? That's that's mm-hmm. there's so much more there. I just want to see the scene of you holding vanilla ice. Wolfie can play vanilla ice. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. That's, we can make this happen. Hold him out right the window, now. huh? <laughs> Wolfie, Wolfie, you in for Vanilla Ice? Can we get you? Can we? Book yeah, you? man. I mean, uh, dude, my stepdad did it to me for real when I was like eight years old. He hung me over a balcony by my ankle. Wow. So I'm I'm time tested, buddy. God. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Let's take a quick time out and get a word from one of my dope ass sponsors, and we'll be right back with more live and in color with Wolfie D. This is Steve Bowtie Bryant here. Back in the 90s, I was a pro wrestling photographer for the South, and I released what might have been one of the original sets of indie trading cards. I ran across some of these original sets. They were up in Randall Fanning's attic all this time. PG-13 rookie card, Ricky Morton, George Weingroff as the Sheep, Chris Champion, Reno Riggins, 
Williams, Billy Montana, Gary Valiant, the Scorpion, the Medic, Rick Reynolds, Jeff Daniels, Mephisto and Dante, Ben Jordan, Steve Neely, Marcus Woodrow, Clinton Charisma, Little Farmer John. If you'd like an opportunity to get these cards, contact me now. You can get them for only $49.99. Contact me at stevebowtiebryant at iCloud.com. Get your set now while supplies last. Hey folks, this is Wolfie D here, and if you are looking to buy or sell a home in Tennessee or Southern Kentucky, you're going to want to call my buddy, the rock star realtor, Benji Bowie. And you say, Wolfie, how do I get in touch with this rock star? Well, you can call him directly at 615-390-8216. You can go to his website, BowieHomes.com. That's B-U-I-E Homes.com. Or you can email him at BenBowie34 at gmail.com. When you need a home, you need the Rockstar Realtor. Benji is a member of Exit Realty's Garden Gate team in Gallatin, Tennessee. Well, let me ask you a question, man. Yeah. Who thought of that Nation Dom State Nation rap? Did y'all do that on your own or did they have that I, I, written out for y'all? I wrote it. I wrote it and they never gave me a nickel for it because let me, let me go into this story. So we, they, when Cornette called us and told us, okay, we're doing this thing. He didn't really, I don't remember him saying Ron Simmons or anything. He said, but we're doing this group, this faction. We want you guys to rap. We don't want you to wear your PG 13 stuff. We want you to change it a little bit. They sent us some money. We went shopping in Memphis and bought all the shit. And, he, you know, they told me to write this rap. And I went up there with Jamie and went to Jim Johnson and we recorded it there. Then we took it with us, the instrumental, and played it on the road, uh, you know, to learn it before SummerSlam or, excuse me, Survivor Series of 96. So, you know, uh, you know the deal. We rapped it every night, blah, blah, blah. Well, when we right. rapped, and then they come out with the uh, WWE, the music CDs, they took mm-hmm. our voices out of the 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 theme song so later on around 2008 okay so that 10 years later i find out that the overseas release actually had our voices still in it this was before internet they probably thought we'd never know so basically you know uh, and i know that shit sold that was you know uh one that had undertaker stone cold i mean that was a high sell Right there, man. So, at any rate, I never got anything for it. So, so I always wondered if y'all wrote that, man, or if they wrote it for you. Yeah, they were hitting. Yeah, I, I did that, and and I always tell Jimmy, I said they didn't even have names for us. We were just those two thugs until I wrote that rap and put our name in it. Every single night, everybody had to hear our, what our names were. You know, <laughs> exactly. That was the song that's going to catch on too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah. that was the case. I still hear it in my, my dreams sometimes I hear it. <laughs> <laughs> the the thorn, <laughs> bum rush your mother. That's yeah. What the- yeah, that's where that's we get that's the, the that's the funniest line everybody always remembers. Bum rush your mother. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for whatever reason. All right, so you were in uh, you when you debuted, you were still in the time of jobbers, enhancement talent, carpenters, whatever you yes. want to call them. Tell me who was your favorite enhancement talent to work with? A guy named uh, Rico Suave. Oh, Rico yeah. Suave. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It was, it was a guy named Rico Suave. He did my first match with me on, on TV. Mm-hmm. And he did my, he, he also came and did my um, 
dark match on the house show when they first took a look at me. Mm-hmm. Did them. Man, that dude was incredible, man. They, I don't yeah. know why they didn't sign him. Part of he was built kind of funny. Uh, so they didn't sign him. But, bro, he was somebody that should have been signed, too. Just like, you know, you guys should have had your own tag team yeah. in WWF. He was one of the guys that they should have signed. Yeah. Yeah. What about, and, and I was kind of hoping you were going to go to one of these guys because a couple of them we've had on and a couple of them are my friends and stuff, but like what Reno Riggins, Barry Horowitz and George South. Did you work any of them? Very hard. No, I don't know. Nuh-uh. Hey, they might've been gone uh-huh. before you got there. What about Ben Jordan? Did you ever work Ben? I think Ben. <laughs> no, I don't remember Ben Jordan. Yeah, I think he might have been gone at that time too. But. Yeah, they were older, older yeah. dudes than that. And George South, you know George; he's WCW long termer. So yeah, um, yeah. But I just didn't know if you just so the one guy that you had your first match with just made you look like a million dollars in you and you like man, more. he made me look like two million dollars. And then <laughs> coming out Slim and Yoko after that, that oh, really put the cap on it then. So yeah. okay, that that's my question. How was that? That was one of my <laughs> questions. You're a great co-host, Ahmed. I'm I'm appreciating well, you here. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you how that how that went. That's when I first got there. All the boys had seen me in my dark match. When I came from behind the curtain, everybody was behind the curtain watching. I bet. I and bet. Uh, they had a stain for me right then because it was so incredible, man. And I did you know such a good job, you know, me and Rico, and um. They just, you know, developed their, their hatred and jealousy right then. So I remember the next few nights when I was going to Sam Yoko, Biz told me, you know, what I was going to do. So I went to Yoko and I was like, um, Yoko, I said, I, I got to pick you up and slam you, man. Try to slam you. And he won't tell you him slam, so I tried to slam you. Right. <laughs> you know, during your match. And he looked, he looked at me and said, I hope you can get me up because I'm not jumping for you. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> yes, he did, brother. Yes, he did. He said, I hope you get mixed up jumping for you. And I thought he was kidding me. Yeah. Know, I thought he was bullshitting me. And if you notice, when I did some of them, I put my hands underneath him first and just gave him a little nudge, you know, like enough for him to jump. Right. And some just didn't jump at all. Oh, my gosh. He didn't jump at all. So I went on and got him up anyway and slammed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that would make that even more incredible the fact that he didn't Seriously. help me. Oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, if you'll watch that clip, man, watch watch when I got underneath my nudge him a little bit and then you could tell he didn't jump because when I got him up, his feet went up like one foot at a time. Mm-hmm. And he didn't jump at all, brother. Mm. Then he came to the back and like, man, I'm just too tired, man, jump. And <laughs> man, how are you too tired to jump? <laughs> just spin up. Uh, I'd say, yeah. but like I've seen a couple of people, you know, like Hogan, obviously, and then a couple uh, slam Andre. I feel like, uh, and, and, and help or not, either one, I'd say slamming Yoko would be harder because his center of gravity is lower. He's almost like, you know, picking you up right. a fucking bowling ball. Yeah. His damn legs are bigger than me. <laughs> yeah. Man, man. That was a hell a of a pickup, man. But you know what's fucked yeah. up, I mean, It's fucked up that you could slam Yokozuna but can't throw Wolf D over top rope. <laughs> I know, isn't it? I mean, what's up with that, man? That's bullshit, I man. I can't give Wolf D up. 
I tried, bro. Trust me, I tried. No, I'm just fucking with you, man. Yeah. Man, I tried, That's brother. Shit, though. I was okay. blown. <laughs> Sky high. <laughs> so this is an interesting question, and I don't know how to ask it without seeming like it's kind of – I don't want it to sound negative. I want you to tell me the honest. So there's been guys like Ezekiel Jackson, which I think was almost like a total <laughs> ripoff of you. And I don't know if you know him, but no disrespect to Ezekiel. We'll talk to him on down the line. But they almost drew you and said, who can we put in this place? So exactly. guys like that. And then also like somebody like a Bobby Lashley, who's kind of now, what do you think of the, the, I mean, okay, let's just say this Ahmed versus Bobby Lashley. Who wins that one? Ahmed. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Tell me why. Yeah. That, because he's, I don't, I, I like Bobby. Don't get me wrong. I, I love Bobby Lashley in the ring, but he doesn't have that intensity that I have. And nobody has since they right. not left. There's been nobody there. With intensity, he brought a lot of people in, you know. And all yeah. Goldberg was was the white Ahmed Johnson trying to bring <laughs> right. his intensity. Right. But <laughs> the fans could feel when it was. Like, I, I wasn't the best wrestler in the world. I mean, I was green as grass, man. When I got there, you know what I'm saying. I right. wasn't the best worker in the world, but that intensity somehow it connected fans with me big time. Right. Mm. Right. And yeah. I don't think Bob Lash had intensity. Ezekiel definitely did not have the intensity. No, he didn't. And the closest they came is probably Brock Lesnar. Right. That's a good point. With yeah. that kind of intensity. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. something that you can't it's something that you can't fake, man. It's something that you gotta feel. Yeah. Or it, it just doesn't happen. Right. You can't buy that. Right. You know, one thing that kind of bugs me about Bobby, and this seems so petty, but I feel like it may hurt him a little bit, is he, he just doesn't have any bass in his voice. Is that just crazy of me to say no. that? Do you know no, what I'm saying? No, he doesn't. It's like he not doesn't. very authoritative when he talks. It's it's almost I don't know, man. He could whip my ass all day, but <laughs> but but it's just funny that that I just feel like there's no bass in his voice, and that's something obviously no, you right. have and Ron has, and you know I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy. I could see him no, whipping your no. ass, Jimmy, talking in his voice too. You know, yeah, the whole time. yeah, he would beat my ass. What I'm you doing, man? <laughs> Why are you bothering me, man? Don't bother me. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that's that's you think you get that around the nose. That's one of Bobby's problems is he doesn't sound like a a fighter. He's a fighter. Oh. The dude went, you know, not UFC, but he did strike force, I believe. Right. And he is a fighter, but sure. he just doesn't sound like one. The promos are, are aren't good. Yeah. And I mean, you know, somebody like Mike Tyson, they could just knock you out in 30 seconds. So it didn't matter how he talked. You know? <laughs> he, get, he got away with more stuff because he was like, OK, you're already out. So I can just talk however I want to. But you know, exactly. I, I hate to speak. Ludicrous. Yeah, <laughs> this is ludicrous. <laughs> it's static. It's static with his other, with his other word. <laughs> yeah. Uh-oh. I think Mike with the dictionary got a bunch of words out that he was going to say during his interview. Yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if he meant what maybe he knew what they meant, but he said them. I broke my back. Spinal. <laughs> yeah, he, he, you know, he's like a good dude, too, man, when he came to WWF. I mean, I, yeah. I was there again. He's like a real good dude, man. Oh, dude. That's, a, that's a hero of mine. Yeah, yeah absolutely. No, I wasn't going to piss him off. No. <laughs> no. No. Yeah, man on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. So, okay, uh, now one more question, Wolfie. I'm sorry if I cut you off there, but no. 
obviously you were doing Moadib and Global, which that's actually my first memory of seeing you all, man, when you were doing that. Oh, yeah. Now, oh, talk yeah. about that a little bit. Um, Moadib was a, a, a character from, I don't know where he's from, they never just say. Yeah. Or maybe so I didn't listen. Yeah. But um, and I got <laughs> Skandar Agbar that's my manager. Oh, love Skandar, yeah. Yeah, I had old Skandar as my manager, man, and it was, uh, it was a cool little gimmick. Cool, but again, even then they pushed me for the belt. But I, I left before they did because I got talking to other girls. Yeah, but yeah. even then they were trying to put belt on me, you know. Yeah, and then you get a tour from Japan, and a lot of guys don't get that Japan tour until after they're out of the WWE and they're kind of looking for another right. big payday. But you actually hit Japan before you kind of did it in the opposite direction. Talk about yes. big Japan. You went out there in '95. Man, them dudes are shooters, dog. Yeah. They will shoot on you in a heartbeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I remember one match I went to, they didn't tell me shit. Kendall didn't not talk and tell me nothing. We uh-huh. get to the match and there's a ring with barbed wire all around it. Oh my <laughs> God, bro. Yeah, around <laughs> where the ropes are. It's, it's barbed wire. Man. Like, you didn't uh, know that? No, didn't they didn't tell me I was going to do a barbed wire match. Oh, uh-huh. shit. And then I know what you do a barbed wire match, you know, I'm like, you know, just take it easy and just. Man, I'm like, you think I'm thinking here with Bob Wire and take it easy with somebody so they can bring <laughs> me into it? I don't think so. <laughs> so I feel sorry for that that Japanese dude that day. I feel sorry for him, brother, because he got ate up. <laughs> well, so so in the Japan, you know, a lot of the guys say like you you have to kind of overpower them and then they'll chill out. Like Bull Buchanan told us that. You know, he said uh-huh. once you start laying it into them, then they'll see you can do it, and then they chill out. Did you find that to be the same way? Like you had to meet their style, and then they chilled out, or how, how did? You- yes. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say that that's very true. Because I'm telling you, they come in there, they're going to shoot on you, brother. Yeah. They're yeah. going to shoot. I don't care who you are or what you're about. They're going to shoot on you. But once they see that you can take it and you're going to shoot back on them, then they kind of like, you know, tone they it down test, a little bit. Testing you. Yeah. yeah. Because, I mean, to them, they're probably seeing you as this, like, you're an American genetic specimen. You're just like, you know, okay, this, I'm going to, hey, I'm not only going to chop down an American here. I'm actually going to chop down a big American, you know? (laughs) Right. I I don't know. I can see that. And then how would you say that after your WWF run, would you have changed anything about that Japan run? Um, No. I don't think I would have. Okay. Everything was was sweet, man. I mean, after every match, they take us to this, like, bathhouse. And they oh. had a cold tub and a hot tub and a sauna. Once you get done with all of them, brother, you feel like you're brand new. That's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Let me get one in here real quick about this new age of politically correctness and everything in wrestling. And, and what do you, let's, let's rewind here. If we were to come out uh, on Monday Night Raw against you, we've all, you know, we're not our age right now. We're our age then. If we come out on Monday Night Raw, with Ron Simmons and a bunch of other black people wearing basically Nation of Islam garb and two white boys mm-hmm. throwing up a black power sign. How would that fly today, do you think? <laughs> no, you probably get a call from Territron today. I mean, I, don't I think, think about it over very then, well. Even then, looking back on it, I'm like, that was kind of edgy as fuck, man. You know, having two white boys come out as, as your front men throwing up a black power sign with all black people. I mean, that right. Was like, and Iran is supposed to hate, you know, white people. He's supposed to be this nation Islam leader and come out two yeah. white singers. But yeah. the thing about it, though, it all, it messed so well. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it worked. It all messed together so well. Yeah. 
It worked. It definitely I, worked. Today, they'd shit their pants. There'd be no way that, that would ever happen. No, I don't, I don't think they can do it today. <laughs> it's weird really how don't. it was kind of integrated, but now it seems a little more segregated. It's just weird. I don't want to get into that side that's, of things. That's true. You know? Mm-hmm. But that's I don't true. Know. Yeah. Well, the question I was going to ask, and I don't need the specifics and I don't need the number, but just, just, you know, knowing you were a top guy and I'm not asking the dollar amount, but what show or, or pay-per-view or whatever, what was your biggest payday? Um, my biggest one was probably a little over a hundred thousand. Oh, oh, wow. You're telling. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> Which one was that? Was that WrestleMania? Sorry. I wasn't trying to. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, now how was that, man? I mean, you told. Now I'm not, I, it, folks out there. I was not being nosy. I just wanted to know <laughs> the show. So, <laughs> how how did that feel? I mean, when you're getting that one check at one time, obviously it felt great, right? Oh, it felt real good, man. Because I was getting like for our house shows, I was getting somewhere between fifty and sixty. Oh wow! Okay, and That's then uh, like I said, then for WrestleMania, it jumped up to hundred or something. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow. That's a hell of money. That is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm still living off of it now. That's awesome, man. Hell That's yeah. Cool. I saw a thing, uh, too, that I read. Did you go back to school for criminology or something? Yeah, I went back to school for criminology. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then got out again. Uh, yeah. So you, you didn't, like, use it? You weren't doing nothing with that? No. Well, my, my brother is chief of police down in, um, what is it, the part of Florida? Um, damn, I can't think of Part of Florida it is now. Yeah. Well, if you look at Kenny Norris, that's my uh, brother. Okay. His name okay. Is Kenny. Okay. And he's uh, assistant chief police. I said chief police. Assistant chief police down okay. in Fort Pierce, Florida. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then my son is a, a cop in Atlanta. Uh, my other son's a cop in Orlando. Oh, so you surrounded by it? Yeah. Didn't, didn't want to get in the wrestling business. Um. Nah. At first, I got didn't. Yeah. But what happened was. Steve Ray and, and me were real cool, man. We were, I mean, tight as feet. I mean, we fought together, man, several yeah. nights. Okay. And we were just, you know, tight and had each other's back like that. And mm-hmm. so Steve was going to, uh, he found an ad for Iden Puskey's wrestling school here in Houston. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, Iden Puskey trained, they won't say it, but Iden Puskey trained me, G.I. Bro, G.I. Bro Jr. <laughs> yeah. Was, yeah, we know uh, who that is. Booker yeah. T. And um, me, I mean, he trained Scott, Scott Pusky, who did a few shows with WWE. Yeah. He trained all of us. He trained all of us, man. And, uh, you know, I always give him his props, but they don't give him his props. They always say Scott Casey trained him. Gotcha. Hmm, which gotcha. isn't true. I can Pusky trained them, man. Hmm. I wonder why they don't claim it. I don't know. Hmm. Strange. That is weird. That is weird. So... I read something, and this is, I don't even know if you want to talk about this, but there was something about your time in the Army, and you, like, actually laid the smack down on a superior. Is there something about that? Well, let me tell you what happened there. I graduated from the Army. I graduated most of the seniors on a graduate, which is number one out of 2,000 soldiers. I graduated top of the class. Wow. And um, we were involved. Is, I was in Charlie Company, and then they took me to Bravo Company with this new commander, and he was just an asshole, man. I mean, strict asshole. Yeah. And um, he wanted me to go through the war. He wanted an opportunity to go through something that wasn't right. And um, I won't go into detail what that was about, but mm-hmm. it wasn't right because mm-hmm. it involved some little kids and uh, women and 
That's mm, not the, 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 gotcha. our creed, you know what I'm saying? Sure. And so, sure. yeah, I went to him and we talked, and we were talking about the argument and I hit him. I didn't even try to hit him. Just right. before you know it, I hit him. Mm-hmm. And brother, they got my butt, put me in stockade. <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Yeah, they locked me up in stockade for a while and everything, man. Wow. Wow. <laughs> I read that and I was like, my God, he was built for wrestling. He was meant to be in wrestling. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, was, exactly. he was working the gimmick early. You know, that's, that's great. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, just like I, I had played a little preseason with the Cowboys, you know, when yeah. I went to scout camp, I, I went to scout camp and I wasn't there to try out. I was there to support a friend of trying out. And mm-hmm. I'll never forget this white dude, white old man named Bob Apples. Came mm-hmm. and he said, well, you're not trying it out? I was like, no, I just got the Army. I, I built, but, you know, mm-hmm. I was ready to go. Yeah. He said, no, I think you try out. I said, no, I'm, I'm not here to try. I'm here, you know, support my friend. And so he left and came back with some cleats, some shorts, and a shirt. He said, why don't you go try out? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but now you obligated since you went and brought this stuff. I mean, right. Right. you mm-hmm. obligated me to do it. I want to not do it now. So I went out there, man, and had the highest men's press. I want the highest vertical leaps that they had out in the camp. And okay. at the end of the camp, out of, out of 400 guys, they only called four of us. Hmm. And my name was one of them they called, man, for the Dallas Cowboys. And I was excited, brother. <laughs> I imagine. Did you, uh, you said you played preseason with them? Yeah, just a small preseason with them. I didn't get any uh, game time. Yeah. yeah. Well, still, you made it. That's awesome, <laughs> yeah. dude. Well, to not even be planning to do it. And you're just like, here you no. go. <laughs> Can you My, imagine? I didn't plan on doing it at all. The 396 man, guys that didn't make it, they're probably yeah. cussing you. <laughs> oh, man. That was the, the dude I went with didn't make it. And that yeah. was the longest ride home I think I ever had in my life. Oh, I'm bad. <laughs> he was silent. <laughs> and, and you can't apologize for so many times, you right. know, about him right. not making it. But he was silent. Here he is saying, I, I bring this asshole with me. He makes it and I don't. <laughs> oh, man. Well, man, listen, it's been uh, a pleasure having you on. I know we're drawing near our time. Is there anything that you got going on you want to plug or anything? Let the fans know uh, or, or other promotions that may want to uh you know bring you to a convention or something like that how do they get a hold of you well i'm going to do a, a signing um next friday mm-hmm. what date in what ohio date be? uh what day is it uh, is, is that the fifth the fourth the fourth or the fifth okay, okay. the fourth is a friday i know that because i'm having surgery <laughs> hernia okay. surgery yeah the fourth are is you? Def- august the fourth is definitely a friday so yeah right. you're gonna be where um in ohio in Ohio, okay. you know the name yeah, of the Yeah, I'm not event? sure. Okay. No, I don't know the little toy store. Okay. I don't know the name of it. Okay, okay, yeah. So if anybody wants to get in contact with you, how do they do that? Um, they can get on Instagram. Okay, all right. Is it at Ahmed Johnson or? Yeah, something like it's that? Ahmed Johnson. <laughs> and you so do I'm have honest. a new action figure, by the way, that they created. I think it's Grapplers and Gimmicks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now they're doing a, a, a pillow with me on it. Oh yeah, and they're doing. Uh, they're going to be doing a big action figure okay. coming up. Very cool. Yeah, it looked great. The action figure looked great, man. So thank you, man. Yeah, well, everybody keep an eye out for that. Them, Say again. I said you ought to get in touch with them, man. They're looking for you know guys yeah. that they're not doing gimmicks for. 
Here's We've been working issue. on that. Here's the <laughs> issue. The issue is Jamie Dundee. Um, <laughs> I cannot get him to, like, he called me at the end of last year, beginning of this year. Okay, Wolfie, I'm ready to do these conventions now. Book them all and I'll be there. He made two. No showed the rest, you know, and it's like, oh, Lord. He, he's he he hates wrestling. He hates everybody in it. Yet you see him going on people's podcasts and stuff. So I don't know. And me and him are just it, it, it's like he don't he don't want to push the shit. You know, it's like this is a free you get you get paid to get paid to sit there and sign autographs. How hard is that, man? I don't I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. And it leads to things they, like action figures and shit like that. You know, I can't get it. And they pay good too, man. That's yeah. awesome. I've done yeah, what I did, I <laughs> cut a deal with the guy. He had to pay me um, 2000 up front. But then from there, he gives me half mm-hmm. of everything sold. There you and go. It's been racking up, brother. That's racking awesome. Up. awesome. Yeah. I, I wish that I could get him on the same page with me, but I just can't. Um, I don't think anybody can. <laughs> he's, he's, no, okay. he's my buddy. He's like my brother, man. And, you know, I can talk about him, bad about him, but nobody else can. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Yeah, you know him. Yeah. yeah. Well, if we can make that happen, then we'll reenact the Ahmed throwing Wolfie out. Yeah. With, that, with the action. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right man i'm gonna let you get back to whatever it is you're doing today chilling around the house whatever man thank you so much for coming thank on you. man I really it's, pleasure, man. it's been a, it's, it's been pleasure. great uh just catching up with you and talking to you man i i, I do appreciate well, this it. first podcast i got on when you guys didn't want to you know talk a bunch of shit about other people man and i appreciate that yeah, man. Like I told you, man, ours is just different, man. And I think that's why I get so many listeners is, and that's what they tell us. They're like, cause I ask people and they say, that's a great podcast. And I'm like, well, what's so good about it? Well, it's cause y'all just do different stuff than everybody else. And we never know what to expect. And, you know, I, and, and we laugh, I'm not trying to be serious. This right. time. I don't right. care. You know, yeah, we talk about you and Ron had heat cause that's just kind of a thing, you know, but I'm not, yeah. I don't want you to bury him in his family or, you know, <laughs> you know, the, yeah. look for dirt on everybody when they bring you on. And that's their intention. A lot of times is to get dirt out of you or to, uh, put you in a fucking peculiar spot that you don't want to be in and shit you want to talk about. So yeah. anyway, right. man, I don't, I don't fucking do that, man. Cause I am one of the boys that I know how it is. And if all my shit ever came out, it wouldn't be good. <laughs> exactly. So it's, exactly. Uh, I get it, man. But anyway, man, thank you so much again. And Jimmy, when we come back from this break, are we doing Ask Wolfie Anything? Oh, you know it. Ask Wolfie Anything. Thank you so much. Thank you. Oh, hey, man. you welcome, really brother. an honor. Appreciate really y'all, man. Yeah. That was fun, thank man. You. Hey, shoot me a text every once in a while. Let me know you're doing all right, man. I'll definitely do that, man. Okay, buddy. Thanks again, and, and we'll talk to all you. All right. Take care, man. Take it easy. Yes, sir. All right. We'll be back. DJ, hit the music. All right, we are back with Ask Wolfie D anything, but first of all, let's say how awesome is Ahmed Johnson. Good job, Wolfie D. This was great. 
cool, cool uh, interview, cool dude, man. You know, he gets a bad rap sometimes, but hey, man, uh, he's always been straight with me. And, uh, you know, he did us a favor coming on. And Absolutely. And I don't know if, if people realize how rare this appearance on a podcast is. Huh. He he does not do these. I know that he's turned down big names in the game. So mm. to come on the Wolfie D podcast, man, I tell you, I'm just so thankful that that, that happened, honestly. Yeah, that's cool. And he, he gave us a solid hour. I mean, honestly, yeah. we could have kept going. I don't think he was looking at the clock. No, you know? he was absolutely not. We just kind of got to the point where we were like, hey, look, it's our normal time. Let's kind of wrap it up. But honestly, he wasn't looking at the clock. We we could have kept going. He honest you know about funny? stuff, too. We've had, we've had some people complain that I cut him off and don't let him finish. So listen, if I cut Ahmed Johnson off, I'll cut you off, by God. <laughs> 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 and I wasn't, you know, we were just we came to our time, man. I, I yeah. know how to stick to my times, man. You got to stick to your times, because yeah. honestly, yeah, because with our commercials and everything, we don't want our shows going too too long. You know, I know there's podcasts out there that go two and a half hours, three hours. We're just not into that. That's just not us. We're a good light listen that you can listen, you know, on your drive to and from work and <laughs> enjoy your day, man. Doing your car. Whatever it is you do, man. Do your cardio. Everybody should be doing you some cardio. You haven't even got to look at our ugly mugs either. You just listen to us. Yeah, we're not we're not two fat white boys talking about <laughs> <laughs> our opinions on the latest AEW show. You know, no. we're we're talking real stuff over here, guys. Not to knock the two fat white boys. We love y'all too. Thank you for <laughs> listening. But uh, <laughs> anyway, we are ask Wolfie D anything right now, and so our very first question. Now we've got some really good ones here. And I'm actually very interested in this question right here has been one that I've actually thought to ask you before, but Hey, I don't have to do it because we've got quest glove from Twitter. Great listener, great subscriber. Thank you so much. And so he says that he has issues with multi fall match psychology. He says it's always bugged him. Basically the easy pins and early falls that seem quicker than a normal match would be. And basically I think he's talking about like Iron Man matches where there's like multi-fall matches or two out of three falls. Two out of three. Yeah. So like wherever, like the first, you know, like a normal match, it would be maybe 10 to 15, 20 minutes and you would get one pin and everybody would fight. You know, you would maybe take a two count or even a two and a half count. You're kicking out on three but it seems like on these early falls in these you know multi-fall matches can you tell us a little bit about the psychology behind that well i mean i get it and i've i've often thought the same thing i mean you know if it's a two out of three falls you know it depends on who's going over in the end of who's sure. going win the first one and who's yeah. going the second one and then to make the drama in the last one, usually uh, that's the way it was in Mexico. Always two out of three falls, <laughs> uh, in, in, in the same concept. But then if you're talking, you know, the like the Iron Man matches and all that. I mean, what else are you gonna do? I mean, maybe possibly who's ever doing it needs to, you know, maybe uh, update the concept there a little bit and. And and take some and, and it also boils down to everybody kicks out of everything now. Right. So, I mean, what what are you going to take a pin to then? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. if you got to take multiple ones, it's like okay, they're just not used to seeing a a pretty quick, clean finish. You know, right. They, they're right. not used to that. But <laughs> now so, I will yeah. plug a Rock and Roll Express Texas Death Match against PG thirteen that where we did have multiple falls, but most of the falls were not just 
um, a sunset flip or something. It was a sunset flip with a powder to the face or something that would cause a pin. I think we did a pretty good job with that. If you haven't seen it, check it out. So yeah, that's, that's uh, about all I can say is, is I guess that, that match type, the pins need to be uh, stepped up a little bit. I hadn't seen anybody do one in a while, so I, I don't really have a judgment on if there's a match he's talking about. But uh, yeah, that's my opinion on that. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of there's some, been some recently on AEW, and I think they're randomly out there. I, they're never my favorite type of match. I do like the two out of three falls sometimes, like you were talking about, but I, it's more about the more current. But you know, like my brother and I have talked about this plastic cheek. You know, I'll say, like, do you think, like, so, like, say somebody puts you in a, a submission hole and they quick tap. Do you think it's part of the psychology that, okay, look, I'm going to get out of this hold so it doesn't hurt me. I know we've got more time, so I'll take this quick loss. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a good point. Good, valid point there. Yeah, you can look at it like that. But see, on stuff like that too, man, you got to have your announcers in on the game. You got to sure. have real good announcers like the Gordon Solis and the Jim Rosses that can explain that to the fans, you know? Right. Um, uh, he's that's a good smart move right there. He's just he's taking that to to not injure him. So, you know, that's, right. That's your announcer's uh, spot there. Yeah, I don't know. That was just something that, you know, I was thinking, man, I wonder if that's part of it. I know it, there, the era of full believability has unfortunately left the door. But, you know, to me, I think there's still that room for that you know i still think there's a, a spot in the world that you can go in a, a wrestling arena or wrestling vfw hall or whatever and leave but your think, disbelief at the door you know and so. i think that uh you know doing a podcast being in the wrestling business talking about it a lot and being on the internet with like people sometimes not like people but still all in that little bubble man pro i promise you there's a whole bunch of people that go to wrestling that, and I'm not talking about your local wrestling, I'm talking about like the big shows that the common folk go to that don't get on the internet and read about wrestling all the time, uh, that go and don't think like we think all the fans think, you know, there, there yeah. are still those ones that are gonna, they know they're going to a show, but they're not so overeducated in it that they can't enjoy it and have a good yeah. time with kids and shit. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, if you see kids in the audience, to me, that's a good sign, you know, because you can have a whole arena of guys in their 20s and 30s shouting whatever move they want to see or whatever <laughs> they want to yeah. get over and they want to try to run the show and stuff like yeah. that. If you see that, yeah, your, your business is doing good right now. But if you see kids in the audience and a ton of them, especially, that means you're going to have a future. You know what I mean? Yeah. There used to be part of a, a another little saying was always like, you know, the kids will bring their parents. Right. And then also the next target was the girls because they'll bring their boyfriends or whatever. They'll bring their boyfriends. Yeah. Got to buy a ticket. yeah. So that was kind of, yeah. Dude, I recently heard a story, a little off topic here, but this is too, you, you brought that up and it's a good one, that one time Rick Rude was walking to the ring, okay, and a guy jumps on him and he's got his robe on and he's like, jumps over the, the fence and jumps on his back and is like beating on him and of course it's not really affecting Rick and Rick like gets him off and security gets him off and stuff and they get him in the back and they ask him why he did it and he was like, well, my girlfriend was cheering for Rick and it made me jealous. <laughs> <laughs> and he he goes to fight Rick Rude, who's like one of the toughest dudes ever, man. So yeah. not smart. 
Anyway, yeah. Okay. All right. So that was a good question, Quest Glove. And thank you for that answer, Wolfie D. The very next one we've got here is from Faust Eric on Twitter. And this one is is a good question. So out of all of your matches in your career, have there been any that should have been absolutely great, but for some reason it did not live up to your own personal standard? Yeah, we've talked about this before. There's quite a few of those. Yeah. Uh, I, I was. I wish the Dudley PG thirteen match at uh, ECW Hardcore Heaven ninety seven would have been uh, different. Um, I told you I worked Brad Armstrong one time, which was a good match, but it wasn't in the scenario that I wanted it in, and I really wish I had that one back. Not that, yeah. like I said, again, not that either one of us did anything wrong. It's just it with with a little bit of juice behind that match it could have been a lot better at that time and and i worked jeff one time at the fairgrounds and uh i think that could have been a whole lot better too just i don't know it wasn't it didn't click i mean it did but it didn't and i I mean i don't know it's hard to explain not not bad matches none of them were bad matches but he said lived up to my expectations and my level of you know my standards i would say those those are some of them that i can think of well let me ask you a quick question when you get to the back there with jeff especially not not really about the never got today was in nashville so i never got in the back oh gotcha okay (laughs) makes sense okay were you ever able to talk to him about it after that and say how'd you feel remember man because it was probably a thing where he had come in for a hot minute for one night or something like that. And gotcha. Yeah. yeah. Was back out. Yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's cool, man. I like that question and I, I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Anyway, so the next one is from Snuffy Smith on Twitter. And he, he asked this, and this is an interesting question because I know partly what you're going to say, but I like, I like you to answer them. So tell me something that he does not know about the Evansville Coliseum. Tell them something that they don't know about. The yeah. 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 Oh, well, let's see here. I'm, I, I thought I, there's a lot that I feel like people know. There's some things I'll tell you that went on that people don't know, but I won't be the one telling you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know there was a uh, like jail cells up under there. If you go down real far, there's old jail cells underneath it. Wow. Yeah. In the, wow. There's a door that goes, uh, that goes, it stays locked, but I can't remember when and how I got in there, but we did. And you open it and you go down some steps and then there's some, like some little holding cells down there, I guess for, you know, back in the day, that Coliseum's old. I don't know what year it was built, but I mean, maybe people started acting a fool needed to be put down there. They put them down there. I mean, football stadiums still have them, don't they? Right, yeah. I think they do have holding cells or something to that effect. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, there's pretty creepy down under there. Um Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, as far as something about it, that would be the only thing I can think of. Um but now things that went on, uh, there's there's a lot that uh I've seen. <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, maybe another maybe another day with another person telling it. And just to be, you know, just to be totally blunt, Evansville was never your favorite town, right? It wasn't anybody's favorite that I'm aware of. Yeah. I mean, other than and I, I don't I mean, the fans that came. Thank you. You know, yeah. there yeah. were some cool people up there. Uh, some cool fans we hung out with and stuff like that. But just man, it just the wrestling died there. And I don't know. 
it's it was is odd to me that you know all the other towns would pick up and that one would pick up a little but not to the level of the other ones and just that base crowd was always smaller and i, I didn't understand it why that town it, it always seemed uh, the location i don't know the location I, I don't think had anything to do with it but i don't know all right, man. Well, that is all I have for questions and ask Wolfie today. You know, once again, excellent episode with Ahmed. So humble, so real. It was just a great, great conversation with him. And man, you know, great. I was just going to close with this. This is funny to me uh, that I got They're They're nice, man. They're world wrestling entertainment. And uh, I got a letter in the mail uh, that says, according to our records in a recent review, our outstanding checklist checklist not checklist check list yeah as in check we discovered that one of the checks mailed to you were never cashed the details of these checks are listed below check number blah 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 dated blah 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 in the amount of fifty two dollars and eight cents wow <laughs> what the so, heck wolfie <laughs> if i want this money and for them not to report it as unclaimed funds to the state to please fill out this form and return it. So I am going to get my $52.08 for being on DVDs last year. Dude, that is awesome. Good for you, Wolfie <laughs> D. $52, man. Hey, hey, I can use $52 any day of the week. Yeah. So. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. That's awesome, man. I, you know, hey, good for you. Everybody just send them, Wolfie man. a that $52 for me. I mean, that's saying a lot. Yeah, it is, man. You know, I mean, they can and overlook it, that. It's just 50 bucks. Fuck it. Right. Right. You know they could just be like, he didn't cash it. It's it's on him. You know, that's his yeah. problem. What wonder why? Wonder do you but think I it was sent really to him? <laughs> I mean, you would have, right? I mean I think I cashed it. But so you would have if you got it, right? I mean I'm sure I would have. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, anyway. that's awesome, man. That is very cool and very awesome and timely of this episode, you know. So th- at least they have your current address, you know. So exactly. Do you have to like update them everywhere you move? Yes, because there's been plenty. I promise you, there's been plenty over the years that I've missed. I guarantee it. Because they yeah. used to be a, a lot, a lot, a lot more than that. But since WWE Network, I've talked about that. You not many people buy DVDs anymore. That's really all I get paid on. So yeah, yeah. Of course, the streaming. They 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 figured it out with that streaming stuff, dude. Oh yeah. It, there's no royalties there, and until there are, and there should be, there's got to be some way that be. they there can track that. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, man, that's uh, that's wild. You know. Anyway, well, good for you, buddy. I'm I'm glad. Fifty two dollars to the good for the good. One more for the good guys. <laughs> anyway, all right, guys. Thanks for listening, and tune in next week. Who knows who we'll have? I hopefully somebody good, right? <laughs> nah, somebody shitty this time. All right, we'll do shitty next right. week. Sounds we'll good. We'll do shitty guest next week. <laughs> <laughs> and now a word from our sponsor. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Give Me Back My Pro Wrestling. The podcast that's based on the old school, but can still help you find the good stuff from today. Jimmy Street and the Plastic Sheik, Jared, are the undisputed tag team champions of the wrestling podcast world. From thought-provoking topics 
to superstar interviews to action figure expertise. This team does it all, and all they ask is, Give me back my pro wrestling! Every other Thursday, wherever you listen to podcasts. That's right, it's the talk of Middle Tennessee, the channel you love to hate and the channel you hate to love. It's Brian Turner from Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. And if you're looking for matches from Wolfie D to Jerry Lawler to Dusty Rhodes and the team that put a pimp before your eyes and a goatee between your thighs, Booty Call and Athena, go to LostWrestling.com. See, I made it easy for you. Brian Turner's VHS Rehab. Booyah! Join me, Gene Jackson, for the Jackson Interaction Podcast, where I'll be doing one-on-one interviews with people from the world of professional wrestling, as well as stand-up comedy. You can get them anywhere podcasts are available in both video and audio form, but you can find them all at GeneJacksonPod.com. If you're a fan of rock music, I'd really appreciate it if you took a moment to check out my podcast. It's called the Decibel Geek Podcast. We've been doing it for about 10 years now. We talk about Kiss. We talk about Ozzy. We talk about Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses and Metallica. We talk about all the legends from the 60s and on up to brand new bands that you should be hearing about today that you're not going to hear on the radio. It's Decibel Geek. Wherever you find your podcasts, you'll find us there. If you love rock and roll, I can almost guarantee you're going to love my show. This is the big picture, Michael Jablonski. Don't forget to tune in every week to Jablonski's Pissed Off on the Mike Jablonski's Pissed Off YouTube channel. The He's going to tell you all about it. He doesn't care what you think. Hey everyone, this is Shane from Insane Shane's World. I release wrestling figures of enhancement talent, mid-card wrestlers, and wrestlers that you never thought would have a figure available. So if you're interested in adding a really cool and rare figure to your collection, then don't hesitate to contact me at shamtheman73 at gmail.com. That's S-H-A-M-the-man73 at gmail.com. You can also join my Facebook group. Just search Insane Shane's World. So that was another great episode. Hey, Wolfie, tell them where they can find you on social media. Jimmy, they can find me in the club, bottle full of bub. I'm just kidding. Uh, they can find me on Facebook. Uh, my personal page is Warren Wolf, W-O-L-F-E. I'm on Instagram, at WarrenWolf13. You can always find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, at LiveWolfieD. Here's the thing. Wolfie always has offers for his autographed photos. He has a selection of some awesome photos from throughout his career that he will autograph and personalize any way 
way that you want him to. Just contact him either directly at his personal Facebook page or through any one of our other pages, and we'll make sure you get in contact directly with Wolfie. Get those photos, right, Wolfie? Yeah, I've got some good stuff on there, you know, to help with the podcast. Folks, if you can't get out to a show to meet Wolfie D, there's nothing like that, especially for the fans of PG-13 and Wolfie D. And before we go, you can always find me, your host, Jimmy Street, at James Rock Street on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And hey, Jimmy, before we go real quick, I just want to add in there, uh, from the bottom of my heart, I really appreciate, first of all, the work you've done for this podcast. You have worked your butt off. Secondly, the people that are liking the page. Beyond that, even more, is the people that are listening. And we really appreciate that. Yeah, and remember, guys, the podcast drops a new episode every Monday at noon, and our past episodes are streaming now on demand on all major podcast formats. Thanks again. I got a cap for you, don't. He got a cap for you, don't. I got a cap for you, don't. And here we go. The original white boy that came out sagging, not bragging, don't be hating, cause I'm spitting the truth. Still loving it, color. Don't rush your mother. Utilize a hubcap, unlike any other. Back in the day, I was NOD, and I was P to the G plus the one and the three. In case you forgot, they call me Wolfie D. Been cloned and copied so many times. Title suckers taking credit for what is mine. You know who you are without me name dropping wrestling's first white boy coming out hip hop. Been doing it like this since 92. Lay low for a while when you thought I was through. Listen real close to these rhymes that I've injected. This shit's so sick it makes your ears get infected. Mad skills, no faking, there is no one great. Cause I'm bringing more folks from over one for later. Not here to play games, so you better beware. You don't like me, so what? I really don't care. Like time I keep ticking and I can't be stopped. You suck a step to the side unless you wanna get dropped. When my finish, I'll straight knock you out. Please allow me to tell you what it's all about. Gonna wind it up. Then I'm driving it home, it's Ruby D, baby. Huh, I got a cap for your dome. I got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. We got a cap for your dome. This has been a James Rock Street production.